I'm Lauren Green, and this is the Let's Meet for Coffee podcast. This podcast was created so I could have real, authentic, and encouraging conversations with my special guests and with you. We'll talk about faith, relationships, passions, and purpose. So whether you like coffee or tea, mimosas or matcha, grab your drink and join us. We're going to keep it real, grow together, and have some fun. Welcome to another episode of Let's Meet for Coffee. I'm Lauren. Again, I'm hanging out with Janine today, um, coming to us all the way from Los Angeles. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Lauren. I'm so excited to to chat with you. Yes, me too. This is going to be such a great episode. Um, how are things in Los Angeles? How's the weather and going back you know, to school? Yeah. Oh my goodness. So, you know, it's weird that you say weather because normally we're pretty dry here, not as dry as like Arizona per se, but we're not usually humid and it's been so hot and humid lately. I step outside and I'm like, oh my goodness, am I in Indiana? So um, it's been kind of weird weather-wise, but um, but yeah, it's hot and, you know, summer is here. Definitely. But was back, yeah. <laughs> which is always weird to me because in the heat, when in our hottest months, our hottest months are August, September, October. Um, and that's when we go back to school. So it's always yeah. the, those are the times we want to be at the beach, but we're back at school. It's all virtual new experience learning uh how to do that with my four I have four kids two in elementary and two in middle school oh my god so yeah so it's um it's been a challenge but we're adjusting we're we're making we're making do right what is you know you make uh lemonade right out of lemon so we're doing our best and I was struggling with my one I have one child and I'm like (laughs) like this (laughs) <laughs> trying to stay yeah. afloat. So you have got yeah. your hands full and I definitely can relate to the humidity here in Orlando. Oh yes. It's just kind of our regular. You walk outside right. and it's like, don't even put makeup on because it'll melt right <laughs> off. <laughs> yes. We're not used to that. I mean, we go and visit, um, we, we take our youth group every year to a um, momentum youth conference and that's in Indiana. Yeah. So we're used to one week of, in you know, humidity and that. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm not used to it every day like we've had this summer so it's it's a new thing for us but definitely that's awesome so before we kick off tell me what are you drinking do you have a coffee in hand so i don't have coffee but i do love i do love fun mugs so i still put it but i it's water i tried i'll say i tried to get on the coffee uh train um and i finally got used to the taste but i'm still not just a fan i just prefer my water that's good though. It's important so, to stay hydrated. <laughs> yes. I just, I love, yeah, I love my water, but I love fun mugs. So. Um, too. I have a plain white one today, but I usually have a pretty fun one. And I know for me, um, I'm Puerto Rican. So they basically bottle feed you <laughs> with coffee. <That's laughs> so awesome. you grow up with this stuff and it's basically in my DNA. So yeah. that's great. This is great. I'm so excited that you're here. Um, we're going to be talking about a book that you wrote, right? Um, the Joy-Filled Soul. Um, that is huge. That's a huge accomplishment. Yes. Congratulations. Thank but you. before we talk about the book, um, mm-hmm. I want to talk about what inspired the book. I know you told me um, that you had gone through a hard personal conflict, that you went through some stuff yeah. um, and you found yourself kind of in a dark place. Um, tell us about what that was. What happened? Yeah. Well, going back a little bit, um, a little bit prior to that, I had felt this urge um, 
from the Lord to start stepping up and do leading more. I've always been a lover of Bible study. Um, that's where God has transformed me, right? When it talks about the renewing of your mind yeah. causes the transformation in Romans 12. Um, I've always loved Bible study, but he was urging me to step up and lead Bible study and maybe even write a Bible study. Um, and so I started doing that, but then someone uh, in a in leadership kind of just like swap, like just completely shut that down, said some not kind things to me and um, said, you know, anyway, long story short, <laughs> I was, compl- I was, I was shut down. Like I was like, okay, not that I completely believed him, but I felt like the wind was knocked out of me. And then um, real quick, that you were maybe, did you, were you just sharing your idea or were you maybe seeking advice no, no. So I had, he, they had given me the go ahead to lead a Bible study at church. Okay. Um, and then some, they didn't like the curriculum that I chose. And mm-hmm. um, so anyway, long, it was, you know, it's just interesting. I learned a lot, right? We always are learning. I'm always trying to say, okay, God, how did this affect me? How did this, um, how did, how did you want me to grow in this? What do I need to learn? Right. And I learned a lot from it. Um, but it, I didn't realize how much it completely like stifled the desire in me, um, to do this. Um, but I, but I had this urge to write. So I kept writing and I was thinking about doing a blog, but I was like, I'm not doing a blog now. Like my self-confidence, I guess, or the confidence in the Lord. I don't really like the self-confidence part. Right. But the confidence in the Lord that he was leading me to this, didn't really feel, um, I, it wasn't there anymore. And so I just kept writing, but I kept it all private. Um, fast forward another year or so. Um, yeah, I had a personal conflict that, um, didn't, it just between some friends and, um, it was just a really hard time. And there was some, um, I felt the, for the first time, you know, I've taught about forgiveness. I've read about forgiveness, but for the first time in my life, I had to really, really apply it in a hard situation. And I struggled with that. And I said, okay, God, like I came face to face with it going, I know that this is what you say, but I just don't know that I can do it. Um, and so once again, through a Bible study, he brought me through, um, the forgiveness, the journey to forgiveness. He brought me through that. Um, And I realized at the other side of it, once forgiveness came, which was completely the Lord, not me at all. I was still, you know, almost fighting the whole journey. Um, I remember sitting in my bed through this Bible study and going, okay, God, I know this is what you want me to do. I can't do it on my own. You've got to change my heart. And literally over the next couple of weeks in the Bible study, love came back. Forgiveness came. It was just a completely amazing um, transformation in my heart. And I realized that process that I had lost all my joy. I'm a pretty joyful person. I like to say, you know, that I'm um, half glass full kind of person, whatever. But I had lost that joy of the Lord, Um, not the happy, right? I feel like joy and happy, though they're used interchangeably, um, they're not the same. The joy of the Lord, I had lost it. Um, And now it was starting to return now that forgiveness was part of my life in this, you know, moment of conflict. Um, and so that's what led me to, I just felt the urge again, 3am waking up with words coming out. And I just started writing down, writing down, writing down, not sure what was going to happen with it. And then I got connected with a publisher and they said, this is a book, let's do this. 
And now we're here with the joy-filled soul. That is amazing. Yeah, it's been a, I can't say it's been a a fun journey necessarily, um, but it's been an amazing one. Um, How much I've changed, even just in the writing process, um, and how much I've learned about myself, learned about God, um, learned about others. It's been a, it's been a joy for sure. Yeah, definitely. I love that you said um, that forgiveness, it's hard to do, right? It's Mm -hmm. not, it's a decision that you make, but it's not easy. And you mentioned that over the course of the weeks, over the course of the Bible study, God changed your heart. He's the one Mm -hmm. that did the work within you to be able to fulfill that forgiveness. And I think that's a huge point because I think sometimes people expect to forgive instantaneously, which you can right. make the decision, but it's not always that simple. Sometimes God's no. got to do a little bit more work within you. Um, and it's a process, forgiving yeah. over and over and over again until it's true, right? Because right. I could say it like I forgive you, but in my heart, I'm still bitter. Like I'm still holding on to it. Like it hasn't right. fully right. come full circle. So yeah. I love that you mentioned that. And you touched on joy versus happiness, that sometimes Mm. we use them interchangeably. Um, Mm -hmm. Maybe expand a little bit on that for those that don't know. What's the difference um, between them? Yeah, I mean, I think, um, well, there's a few things. So I'll just start two things in my mind. Um, For one, I think, and I hope I don't step on any toes when I say this, but um, I say it in my book, so I've already stepped on them, I guess. Um, <laughs> Don't worry. I say, um, you know, everyone's out there, you know, so many people say it, there's signs. I even have a, a water bottle that says, choose joy. Mm. And I I don't think it's that simple. I think joy is not a choice, but it's a result of our choices. Mm. Right? So like, if you wake up and you say, I want to be healthy, like, you know, or I want to lose weight. You don't just get to say, I choose to lose weight. Like you have to eat right. You have to put down the cupcake. You've got to start walking, start exercising, right? Like there's choices that you make to be healthy or to lose weight. Oh, I like that. Right. And so I feel like there's choices that we make to have joy. Um, I don't think we can just wake up and say, I choose joy today. Because if we, if we have bitterness in our lives, if we have unforgiveness, if we have, um, and there's so many things I talk about in the book um, that we can have, I see it as a, I use the illustration as a cup. Um, and if we have uh, these things in our lives, they'll pu- they puncture little holes in the cup and allow the joy to leak, right? We may have a little bit of joy, but we can't have the full overflowing joy um, if we have these other things, you know, puncturing our cup. And right, so it's, right. it's a choice. It's choices that we make. We, we, if we have the bitterness, we can't have the full joy. Mm. Um, and so in that choice to forgive, I was allowing joy to overflow in my life because I was choosing the forgiveness and joy was a result of that. Um, and so happiness on the other hand, um, it's, I think we can choose to be happy in a situation, right? Like we can choose to, um, just like we can choose to be sad or mad or we have control over our emotions in that moment. Yeah. Um, I also think you can be, it's, I don't see joy as an emotion, which happiness is absolutely an emotion, right? You have sad, angry, happy. Um, but joy, I feel like is not really an emotion. It's uh, more of a state of being. 
Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Right. More of a, um, because you can have joy and sorrow at the same time. You can absolutely you can grieve. You can cry. You can be sad, but still have joy. It's that permanent thing that goes, you know what, God, I have joy in you. I know the outcome. I know you have my life. I know, I know I'm going to be okay. Even if death is the results, right? Right. Yeah, Paul said that, right. To live as Christ and to die as gain. And so that's what the joy of the Lord is. Um, and happiness doesn't always bring, bring that feeling. Right. So. Right. Yeah. I guess it goes back to um, like the fruits of the spirit, right? Like mm-hmm. joy, peace, because I can definitely testify to the fact that I have felt both in one instance, you know, like I felt peace when my circumstances were chaotic. And I was just like, I do not know what is about to happen, but I was at peace within myself. Right. So that joy, even if, you know, sorrow hits or some kind of conflict hits, you can still be in a state of being joyful in the Lord uh, because he's the one that empowers us to do it. You know, the Holy spirit, you know, works Mm -hmm. on those things and grows them within us. Right. Same with loving, right? When you say the fruit of the spirit, you can love, even though "Ah, I don't really want to love these people. Okay. That's a word right there. That's a word. Right. That's what that calls us to. If it were up to me, (laughs) listen, it would not be pretty. I had that conversation with, you know, someone recently. And I was like, because I had a heart check, you know, if I'm Mm. on this podcast, on these episodes, like I want to keep it real, you know, I want it to be authentic and transparent. Like we are not women or people who have it all together, but we're allowing God to use us and work within us. And I had that heart check, you know, because I didn't want to confront the conflict. Mm. I didn't want to confront mm. the relationship. And I had, to be honest, like I had every right to be mad, to be angry, to not speak to this person ever again. But the Holy Spirit was working in me. And mm. I got the word I got so clearly was the goal is to be like Christ. Mm-hmm. So if I'm to be like Christ, then I need to put those things into motion forgiveness, grace, yeah. mercy, you know? And it's like, God was just like, I give you those things freely, you know, it's like, <laughs> you know, and now I have to give those things to others when they hurt me and when they hurt the people I love. So, you know, it's been a whole process of God, I want to be like you, you know, Jesus, like, that's the goal, like to be like Christ. And that doesn't mean that it's easy. That means that you have to choose those things to make you like him, right? Mm-hmm. That is crazy. Good. So um, let's talk about the book. Like you <laughs> started writing. This was what, like two years ago that you started just journaling? Yeah. yeah um, probably closer to three years ago that I started writing little bits here and there. Got really serious by two and a half years ago. And then I connected with my um, publisher almost two years ago now. That's awesome. Um, so, yeah. So you started writing just as like, because I don't think like in your mind you were planning to write a book. You no. were just like journaling maybe? Like was it a diary? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's interesting. I'm not really a journal. I'm not a writer. I'm not a reader. 
I'm not even a reader. Like, I, like I can't even. I what? hate writing, though. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> I have so many books on my shelf that I've, like, desired to read, but um, I fall asleep a lot when I read. And, I mean, that's just, I don't know. It's Reading is never, that's even normal. in school, I'm a more of a math person. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so that's why I'm like, I'm an author. Are you kidding me? Like, this is totally different than anything I had ever thought it would be. Um, but that's why I'm like, it's totally the Lord. It's absolutely him. Um, yeah. Um, it was, I guess it was journal of sorts. It was just literally waking up in the middle of the night and I couldn't go back to sleep. And I had these things that I just needed to write down. Like I needed to get it out of my brain. And so I had this little book and I literally just kept writing in it. Um, and then someone's like, you should put that in a blog. And so I went back through some of the things and I'm like, this could be a blog. I was like, but really, this is not a blog. This is more of like a series, you know, or that kind of thing. Um, and so that's when I was really realizing that I'm like, oh my goodness, like some of these things, it, you know, it's interesting because like growing up in, uh, growing up in church, growing up in like went to camp, um, went to conferences, those kinds of things. You always hear these people get on stage at least I did anyway, they get on stage and they have this most amazing testimony, right? This is who I was and I met God and this is who I am now. But I I'm, I was probably known as a goody two shoes. I'm a rule follower. I never really, I never walked away from the Lord. I love serving him. I love fellowshipping with other believers. Um, not to say that he didn't do some transformation in me, but right. I growing up as a high schooler, college even, I didn't really feel like I had a story. I didn't really feel like I had a testimony that was worth sharing. But through this writing down, I was starting to see, I'm like, Janine, you're not the only person that goes through some of these things. Mm. Like, you need to share this. And that's when I started realizing, okay, should it really be a blog? Should it be something bigger and greater? And as I'm processing that and praying through that, um, through outside, again, God intervention, I got connected with the publisher. I did not even seek out that moment um, of meeting. Right. I mean, I eventually went through the process of, okay, here's my proposal and that kind of thing. But um, but the, the, the initial meet was not my initiation. Right. right. Um, and so that's where it's like, okay, okay, God, that's why you've been waking me up. That's why we, you know, we need to do this. And then the writing process still took a little bit of time, um, figuring out exactly what the book would be. But yeah. That's awesome. So you took your thoughts, you were um, journaling and mm-hmm. documenting. Um, but okay, so what, at what point did you decide this is going to be about joy? Was it always mm. about that? Or what was, maybe how did you come to the conclusion of this is what I want to help people with? I think it was that moment um, back when I had that conflict and I realized that the joy was missing. And then I realized joy for me, joy is life giving. That's why I use, I use the analogy of the cup, but that's why I use even the the picture of the water cup here. I just feel like it's, um, it's giving life, right? We want to be overflowing with joy. David talks about that. Um, in Psalm 1611, he says in God's presence is the fullness of joy. Um, Psalm 23, of course, he says, my cup overflows. Um, there's so many times in that. And I just was like, you know what? We can get through anything if we have the joy. Um, Nehemiah 8.10 is a much quoted verse as well. It says, the joy of the Lord is my strength. 
Yeah. Um, strength there in the Hebrew. I love looking at what the original text is. Yes. Um, and it's the word is really like muchness. Okay. Right. So it's like if the joy of the Lord is my muchness, which is not even a word, but like <laughs> in that, you know what I mean? It's that idea of like, it's our strength. It's what holds us up. It's our everything. It's our muchness. Yeah. Um, and so that's why I think I landed on the joy um, because when we have a joy filled soul, we can, we can be okay. We can conquer the world, so to speak, right? We can do, um, go through the hard things. We can go through the sorrow. We can go through, go through the grief. We can even tackle the idea and the, the not really idea. It's a very present thing of anxiety and worry. Right. Um, right. We can, we can walk into those hard things. We can walk into conflict. We can walk into the hard things when we have the joy of the Lord in us. I think a whole lot. Um, yeah. I, there's one chapter in my book um, where I said my, the chapter is called my joy is not for sale. <laughs> and um, it's because sometimes people are the cause of our, you know, they steal our joy or they rob us of our joy. Um, it's really me handing it over. Absolutely. It's, Right. It's really me saying, here you go. Like you have permission to take it. Yep. Um, but I was finding that I would avoid people because I'm like, I don't want to deal with the conflict. Um, but I'm like, that's not what the, the joy of the Lord says. Okay. You know what? We're going to go in there and we're going to love on them. We're going to show them mercy, which is like kindness on steroids. Right. <laughs> right. Going to, you know, we're going to be grateful for the situation. We're going to do all of the things that Jesus tells us to do yeah. right? because we have his joy. And we're going to show that and we're going to share that. That's what being the light of the world is all about. Right. Right. Um, and in the turn of me doing that and putting that into practice, those relationships changed and I no longer needed to avoid the person. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. You know, it's pretty incredible what, when we have this deep joy that brings the peace and contentment, you know, we can, we can face anything. Not that I, think, I want to. Yeah, that's a good point because you said as you worked on yourself, basically, as you mm -hmm. focused on your joy and extending that mercy and extending that grace, those relationships changed, but mm -hmm. it wasn't you who changed them. You focused mm -hmm. on yourself. It's up to mm -hmm. God to change the person, to change the relationship. Right. So... And That's you probably changed for somebody. <laughs> <laughs> well, and he probably changed me more than anything. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much he changed them, but I was able to interact with them on a different level. I was able to see where their hurts were mm -hmm. when before I just wanted to focus on myself, right? In the sense of you're hurting me. Everyone has a story. Everyone has pain. Um, so, yeah. I think the joy. Yeah. With, right. I didn't mean to cut you off. Um, when it comes when it comes to the cup, right? You know, seeing the glass mm -hmm. half full and not half empty. I'm very much like that myself. But I think when you know we're filled with that joy, it kind of goes in line with what you're saying that it's not only for us, but then we're able to overflow mm -hmm. and be that for someone else. So we yes. might not be experiencing the sorrow, but someone else is. Right. And we can um you know, show them that compassion and that love and be an overflow for them as well. 
Right. Yeah. And joy is not being, like I said, it's not being happy all the time. You don't have to always have a smile on your face to have joy. You don't have to always be like, hi, I'm here, you know, like the whatever. <laughs> right. You don't have to be, that's not what joy is. It's that underlying um, confidence, underlying like, okay, God, we've got this. It's okay. Yes. It's going to be okay. Yeah. I love that. So tell me, um, who is this book for? Like, who would you recommend this book for? And what is, what is the goal that you had um, for your readers as they read once yeah. they read the book? What is the goal for them? So as God took me on the journey of writing this, um, I think that it changed a little bit. Um, it's definitely for any woman, right? Uh, specifically women is who I wrote to. Um, but yeah, the one who's overwhelmed, the one who feels like they're drowning <laughs> in life, like right now, right? The situation is not one that we chose with virtual learning um, right, right? or the situation, goodness, I'm in a good place. So I feel for those who have lost their job or um, are trying to do the virtual learning while they're working away from home. Um, I have the pleasure of working from home, right? But there's still that um, when we're overwhelmed, we all have those moments. We don't want to compare ourselves, right? We don't want to get stuck in that root of um, comparison and going she, she, right, whatever. We all have our own struggles. And so when we're overwhelmed, it's hard. So it's for that woman. It's for the woman struggling with worry um, yeah. and um, sorrow even struggling to forgive, um, struggling even to be grateful. I think sometimes gratitude is such a key part um, of our walk with Christ. Paul says it how many times in his letters, right? Um, pray with thanksgiving, um, yeah. be grateful, you know? And um, I, it's interesting. I think of, when I think of gratitude, and sorry, this might be a little tangent, but when I think of gratitude, I think of, um, and I, this is how I described it in my book, um, it's like a ship in a lock. Um, so I've never seen a lock in person, but I've watched it plenty of times on, you know, YouTube and whatever, right? Where it's, you know, like the Panama Canal and you have, you know, the water down here and you need to get up to here. And so the ship goes into this lock and the gates shut and the water rises and the ship rises with it. And then it goes wow. into the next one. It goes into the next one, the gates lock, the water rises and it raises up. And that's how a boat can go uphill is through a lock system. Wow. And I see gratitude as the same way for, um, for our joy, right? Our joy is the ship that needs to rise, but gratitude is the water that flushes in and helps it rise. Yeah. So when we add gratitude into our lives, it helps us, helps the joy go, helps the joy overflow. Same thing though, if we're not grateful, if we're having you know that grumbling, complaining attitude, it's going to lower the water level and our joy will lower as well. Right. Um, and so, so it's for that, for that, for that woman that just struggles to be grateful um, just to remind them that, Hey, it's possible we can do this together. Um, it's really for the woman who, who knows Jesus, but just feels stagnant, just feels stuck. Yeah. yeah. Just feels like, okay, God, I know who you are but not really feeling you right now, not really feeling what this whole thing is about, not really that that connection has been lost. 
um, I think that's who that's who this book is for. It's it's interesting. I think of you know, um, oh my goodness, there's just so many things that I'm thinking about. But pride yeah, was another, pride that. is another thing that I talk about in the book, mm-hmm. and um, that was something that I really struggled with. Um, I don't know if anybody else is out there like me, but I would think I'm the best at this. <laughs> like I know how to make this happen, and y'all need to just listen to me. Um, that's just kind of my not, and there might have been truth to some of that, um, but my arrogance um, and my pride really damaged some relationships and damaged some um, credibility and respect. Mm. Um, and so I had to learn what that what that looked like, and I had a, a person in my life that um, really helped me see it, which I'm so grateful for that person, um, and helped me walk through. Well, they didn't, they didn't necessarily help me walk through it, but God totally took me through a journey um, after that of seeing my pride. But then I felt guilty for my pride. I'm like, oh my goodness, I didn't realize I was treating people like that because like that was not my intent. Um, but I totally treated people um, like they were less than, and that was not my desire. Um, and so then guilt took that place. And then I was like, okay, I'm forgiven. But then shame took the place of the guilt because I was like, I'm a horrible person. Um, and so even talking through about that idea of, um, shame is from, is not from Jesus. Let me just say that shame is from the devil. (laughs) Um, guilt is inspired by the Holy spirit when we're a believer and Mm. bring, he brings us to the point of, okay, I did something wrong. I need to confess that and change, but shame, I feel the difference between guilt is I'm, I did something bad and shame says I am bad. And that is not at all what the Bible says we are, right? The Bible talks over and over about our identity in Christ. Isaiah 43 is one of my favorite passages about that. It says, you know, he formed me, he created me, he calls me by name, you know, I am his over and over. Um, And so that idea of shame, Jesus came to die on the cross for our guilt and that shame, and it just needs to go. And so that was a big process for me as well. So even the woman that um, is struggling with, with guilt and shame, lay it down. Jesus wants, wants you to have no part of it. Wow. That's so powerful. And brings joy. Right. And that, that's my, that's my goal. Um, to, to see women not walk around struggling and with no hope. Yeah. Cause when we have Jesus, obviously we have hope, right? Yeah. Walk in freedom. Absolutely. Yeah. And freedom is a journey. It it takes time. It takes um, constant surrender, right? That laying down because best believe that shame is going (laughs) to try to creep itself back in. Oh, it does. And we have to, I think that's why it's so important. We have to know who we are in Christ. Mm -hmm. We have to know that we are royalty, that we are daughters of the most high king. And if we don't know that, Mm-mm. then it's so easy to get lost in that shame and, yeah. and you know, those sunken dark places. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's why we need to, we need to be in God's word. Because 100%. In order to know that we can't just, we can't just go through life thinking, I know God, like we, how do we know him if we're not in his word? And I know it's hard to be in his word every day. I get that time, you know, it's gets away from you, whatever. But um, if we're not in his word, if we're not soaking in his truths, then how yeah. do we know who we are? How do we know 
um, all of the truths that he has for us. A hundred percent. So, so needed. So needed. So you wrote this book, but you also said um, that you would love to write Bible studies. Mm-hmm. Have you written a Bible study yet? <laughs> I am in the process of writing my first Bible study. Because this is what I'm thinking. We're talking about being in God's word, right? We're talking about it's essential. You know, it's mm-hmm. not just cake for special occasions, but it's daily bread. We need to be, yes. that's how we feed our physical bodies. We need to spirit, feed our spiritual bodies too. Mm-hmm. And not just read it like if we get on the Bible app and check it off, right? Like, okay, I'm done. I checked the box, but- you need to meditate in it. Yes. Like let it, ch- the Bible is the only book that you read, but it reads you back. And mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. really- Oh, I like that. Yeah, it can be a mirror, you know, maybe God is giving you a heart check. It can be food for nourishment. It could be encouragement. It could be direction. It's a map. It's our guide. It it holds so many roles, um, but we have to know how to use it and how to apply it. Yes. Um, and I think your Bible study is going to give women this practical way of how do I even study the Bible? Where do I start? This is like not even in English. This isn't a a foreign (laughs) language, you know, some of the versions that you read. So tell me about the Bible study you're creating and what we expect that to be live. Yes. Okay. Well, first of all, if I can say this, um, I actually do a Bible study every week on my Facebook. Um, I have a Facebook group. Um, called, yeah. Called bring the word to life. Um, and so you can come join us. It's a group. So just bring, bring the word to life is the group name. Um, and you can find it there at Facebook. I think it's facebook.com slash groups slash bring the word to life. Okay. But the life stands for, um, I'll just say this real quick. So life, because I'm really, oh, we need to, we need to be in God's word. So um, life stands for learn it. So the the L learn it. First thing we do is memorize a verse. Um, So that's on Monday. We put out the verse to memorize for the week. Then on Tuesday, we inscribe it. The I is inscribe it. So we write out some of the passage. Um, Wednesday, we're filled by it. So we answer some questions, dig a little deeper. And then on Thursday, um, we experience it together. I go live um, and talk about what God's teaching me. And these are scriptures that I'm going, We just I just choose a chapter every week. And these are scriptures that I'm learning right there with you. Like I've not necessarily done pre-study on them, but this is just like, okay, guys, this is how we're going to get into the word this week. Um, and it's been fun to interact with some ladies. One of um, one of my uh, ladies that's in there, she's like, man, this is so good because I feel like some Bible studies take us through so many scriptures that we just breeze through them and you can't, you don't necessarily learn the depths of it, but we're, we're just in one chapter for the whole week. I'm not even a whole chapter, usually 10 verses at most, um, studying it, looking through it. Um, you go at your own pace in that sense. But so come join me. That's what I do. Yeah. I love to have you guys there. Um, but yes, I am writing a, a Bible study that's going to be a little more intense um, for those who desire that. Um, I love um, when I when, when you're talking about being in God's words, staying in it, reading it, um, the word linger is one of my favorites. I feel that we need to linger with Jesus. And so um, my Bible study is 
going to be modeled after that, um, where we linger with Jesus each week. Um, and I spell out the word linger and we do different parts. Um, it's not going to be a daily study per se. This is kind of, it's totally different. And you're the first ones to hear about this. Um, <laughs> so I believe that we need to start. I am a believer that starting the morning with God is essential. Um, Agreed. You can do it at night. Yes. But, oh man, my day is so much better when I start the morning with God, but I don't always have, I don't always wake up early enough to have Dude, a 45 minute session with him. That's my struggle right there. <laughs> right? Yes. So my Bible study is going to start with a good morning God. So every morning there will be a little devotional and a scripture to ponder on for the day um, mm -hmm. that relates to the study. So you just do that for starters. And if you don't, if that's all you get to that day, that's okay. Um, but start good morning, God. Um, and then there'll be six steps, which linger has six letters. So there'll be six steps um, and you can do them one each day. Or if like me, sometimes when I'm doing a Bible study, I don't have the 30 minutes today, but I have like an hour and a half tomorrow. So I'll do like three days of my study in one day because mm -hmm. that's just how the craziness of life goes. I work from home. I have four kids. We're in ministry. We have church, right? Not every day allows for a, me to really sit and linger. So I'm setting it up to where it's just six steps that you can do two in one day. You can do all six in one day. You can do one each day, however that works. Um, but the whole idea is that we will linger with Jesus as we go. So we're going to learn it again. We're going to memorize scripture. We're going to write it out because I believe that when we write scripture, things come to us differently than when we just read it. Um, words, you know, pop out differently. Yeah. So we're memorizing it, we're writing it out. Um, I even have, we're going to investigate, we're going to learn some of the Hebrew words, um, learn what, that. where they first appeared in the Bible. So we can look at where other scriptures are using that word. Um, going to look about how it's used, learn from it. And one thing I'm really excited about, and this is what's taking me some time to investigate too, is I have an echo section, um, which is the E for linger. And um, the echo is going to be um, how, you know, Paul says in um, one of his letters, I'm not remembering which one right now, but he says, um, imitate me as I have imitated Christ. And I've always thought like, oh my goodness, that's like impossible. There's no way I could say that, right? Don't imitate me <laughs> because yeah, I'm struggling to imitate Christ. But there are people in our lives, there are people in this world that have done that. Um, and so I'm going to use, um, sometimes it'll be a, someone from the Bible, but sometimes it'll be a missionary or sometimes it'll be somebody and we're going to, somebody that's uh, served the Lord well. Um, and we're going to look at that person to see how they echoed Christ and how we can echo them. Um, so I'm just excited about the study. Um, with this virtual, I was hoping to have it out this fall and I'm still trying. Um, but with the virtual learning, it's, I mean, my kids, like I said, I was telling you before we got on, my kids are on Zoom three times a day and I need to be on it. My, one of my girls is in first grade and she's struggling to be there. So wow, um, you have to be there to guide them because yes, you can't yes. Just, and then I was thinking maybe I can just let her just sit mm -hmm. and watch. No, no. And yeah. like even <laughs> even my fourth grader, she's like, Mom, I don't know how to do this. And I'm like, well, that would normally be a question she has for her teacher. But now right. she's asking me. Right. So. So. My fall is probably not going to go as planned. I just know that now. So January, I'm hoping for sure by January to have this Bible study out. Um, and the other thing about it, it'll be, it'll come out in four week sections. Um, I'm basing it off of 
the idea of my book. So it's going to be the course will be called oh, the course. The Bible study will be called filled. Okay. So it's going to be filled with joy first. Then it'll be filled with contentment, filled with peace and filled with forgiveness. And so they'll come out in four, four week sections. So eventually there'll be 16 weeks of the study, but you'll do them at four week intervals. Yeah. So, yeah. I love that. So that's, what, that's what I'm working on. That is amazing. I love that. Right here so first. <laughs> So we got the yeah. inside scoop. Yes. Yes. So, yeah. So stay tuned and, you know, and I'll be updating everyone um, on, you can follow me on Facebook or Instagram, um, find me there um, or even on my website, janinelansing.com um, for updates. If you are interested and want to hear more about it, just shoot me an email. Yeah, for sure. So janinelansing.com. Mm -hmm. um, you're also here on Facebook, yes. um, which is it same? Janine so, um, Janine.e.lansing. Okay. Um, and then Instagram is um, at Janine Lansing. Perfect. So make sure yeah. to follow yeah. her, check out the website, invest in the book. It's going to be a good one. And Thank you. Uh, what encouragement, let's leave with this. What encouragement or advice do you have for a woman, like you said, um, that might be struggling with that shame or they're, yeah. they're struggling to find that joy again. What, what is a piece of advice that you would give to them? Lean into Jesus. Um, keep reading his word. Keep studying it. That's where the transformation comes. Like I said before, Romans 12, 2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And that renewing happens when we are in his word, when we are spending time with him. So I like to say it like this when I, um, you know, I chat with people and in my studies, um, whatnot, uh, live in the spirit, linger with Jesus and love God's word. And then you will be in a position for transformation into the likeness of Christ. And you'll be able to embrace your purpose that he put you here for. So um, just lean into him. I love that. I love that so much. Thanks. Thank you so much, Janine, for hanging yeah. out with us and sharing Thank you so much, Lauren. your story, giving us some words of wisdom and encouragement. This was amazing. Thank you to everyone that was on here live. If you're um, going to watch on the replay or listen to this audio, thank you for being here. We're so thankful for you and we're praying for you as well. Um, so until next time, we will talk to you soon.